Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing the new Starbucks Pistachio Cream Cold Brew. Silky Pistachio Cream Cold Foam tops our bold, smooth cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Last night, I watched Walk Hard for the first time. I still haven't seen it, and I was like, "Oh, it's it's a it's a mockumentary, and it's supposed to be about Johnny Cash's life, and it's supposed to kind of be riffing on uh, Walk the Line." And I can't sit down and watch any kind of documentary biopic, like biopic. biopic? It's biopic. Are you sure? Yes, we've had this conversation <sighs> before. I always fuck this up. Anyway. <laughs> You know, I can't even watch this mockumentary, I guess, of a fake person without like comparing it to Johnny Cash's life. Yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, but like his wife wasn't like that. <laughs> also, like that's not how that happened. Also, it was mostly like pills and uppers and downers. He really didn't do like any like acid. He never went to it. And I'm like, oh my God, Maggie, it's a fucking movie and they're having fun. You need to fucking stop. And this is why I can't watch movies. Yeah. At all. And then I kept fucking it up. With, like, I would try to remember today's topic, and I would keep confusing it with... With real life. With Dewey Cox. <laughs> so I might fuck up some of it today and be like, oh, yeah, like, that part where he did that. And you're like, that didn't happen in the movie. That was that was Walk Hard, Maggie. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. Welcome to Rock Candy. <laughs> where we fuck up all the movies. We fuck up all the movies. this is why we talk about music. <laughs> yeah, but, like, for some reason today we're like, Let's talk about music. Let's talk about movie. It's because we have a special guest. We have a special guest, and it's a music movie. And we haven't done a music movie in a, I don't think since Purple Rain. I think Purple Rain is the only time we've done this. Yeah, I think so. That wasn't like a bonus episode to talk about how much we hated a biopic. Biopic. Yeah, the biopics. Oh uh, yes, today <laughs> we are going to talk about 
Spinal Tap. Yay. Woo! We're going to go into the movie a lot. We're going to talk a little bit about the band. And by the band, I guess I mean the actors because... <laughs> They're the band. They're the band. I'm going to say it's a band. I'm going to say it's a band. We're, 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 we're going to get into this. I don't think it's going to be a heated debate. I think it's going to be a very much people, a consensus. A people agreeing on, <laughs> no, this is a band. Yeah, this is a band. And we're your hosts, I'm Maggie. I'm Ashley. And we have a V special guest today. <laughs> we have our friend Scott from Writer's Bagel Basket. Hey. hey. And biopic, or biopic stands for biography picture. Nerd, get out of here! Instead, <laughs> I changed my mind. You're out. <laughs> the, okay, so the crazy thing about Walk Hard is that it's four movies in one because they're doing I'm Not There, the Bob Dylan movie. They're doing oh. Walk the Line. They're doing Ray, and they're doing The Coal Miner's Daughter. <laughs> Holy shit! That is a lot to put into one movie. I never even like. Oh, are they doing Ray because he couldn't smell, and they're trying to be like, oh, he can't sing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering why that element was but, in there. Because I was like, Johnny Cash couldn't, couldn't like, he didn't lose well, any sense of anything. <laughs> except for, also, like, in Ray, when he does the whole, hey, get out of here, Ray. You don't want any of this. What are you doing? We're doing heroin. <laughs> and, like, Ray got, <laughs> like, that's what happened to Ray Charles. Like, they would come in and they're like, hey, do cocaine. Hey, do this. Like, I didn't know like, that. That sounds like a bad dare skit, like <laughs> I did in high school. <laughs> That sucks. <gasps> oh, oh, she sucks. They, <laughs> she has insulted my fifth grade sensibilities. She can't say sucks. I'm in fifth grade. <laughs> the dare skits where you, if you were a hippie, you had to wear a tie dye shirt. Oh yeah. Well, that's all they wore. These were not like legit dare skits because by that time, I think dare got kicked out of our school because the deputy that was doing dare was caught with a bunch of coke that's what happens in every dare program that was yeah. find out the cop who was running dare is heavily addicted to something yes. oh and, and how did we know what the name like officer snorts <laughs> <laughs> you would never know all right kids i'm officer snorts and i'm here to tell you how bad cocaine <laughs> is here's my dog helper canine dime bag oh like, that's i kind of want a dog now and i want to name him dime bag that's adorable but it's after dime bag daryl of course oh but like hold on but it has to be like a smaller dog small dog a small dog named <laughs> like a chihuahua with Aww. a really long goatee really long like a tommy chong dog <laughs> oh, like a chinese crescent like oh. little tiny oh a little dogs. shih tzu yeah, yeah. this is my shih tzu named dime, dime bag, bag. <laughs> Perfect. oh my god life well goals. now we know your next dog so. I know. I'm really excited about my next dog, guys. <laughs> Very exciting. But yeah, so. But yeah, um, Scott, tell us a little bit about Writer's Bagels Basket. Writer's, Writer's Bagel Basket. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bagel. It's a basket that belongs to a bagel that belongs to a writer. Yes. <laughs> um, I never talk about where the name comes from. Um, I think I did once, but uh, it would be like name dropping, and I'm not going to do that. John Stewart taught me that. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's a podcast where I watch movies or nostalgic TV or nostalgic movies or bad movies. And I have guests on <laughs> and I just had Maggie and Ashley on for my season finale. And we watched nineties and eighties and early two thousands music videos. And boy, was it a list. Oh my God. I forgot. It Actually, was I delightful. Knew, but now I do. 
It was a whirlwind. You picked of... so many good ones, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm just gonna pick songs from movies. <laughs> but it's like those were the craziest wrong. videos. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're I not... mean, the video for "She's Like the Wind" was really fantastic too. Oh, so. Yeah, it's nice black and white with you know Patrick Swayze. misty pictures of Patrick Swayze. He was like, the we one. call that a memoriam now. Yes, Aww. pretty much. When I was living in New York, he was filming his TV show, The Beast, and everyone at this point already knew that Patrick Swayze had cancer, and I walked by the set, and he was smoking, and they're like, Patrick, don't you want to not? And he's like, I don't care. I've got like six months to live. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, mean, smoke him if you got him. He's not wrong. Yeah. It was so depressing. He's definitely going to die. It's like, well, go out with a lit cigarette. (laughs) It wasn't really a bang. It was just a lit yeah, cigarette. It was a lit cigarette. But yeah, so that is why Scott is here to help us talk about the movie. This is Spinal Tap. Because, like, this kid, you come in with, like, so much trivia about things. And I'm like, I, how do you know this? It's called oh, a brain worm. <laughs> yeah. It's like we before we even started recording, you're like, did you know about this story? And we're like, no. <laughs> can, can you please talk about that? You're going to talk about that, right? It was it was funny to watch uh, Spinal Tap again because I haven't watched this movie, fuck, since oh, like 2011, too. I yeah. think. It's one of my favorite music films of all time. Like, it, like it's so a mockumentary, but it's pretty dead on about the music industry back then. Oh, it's probably even still today, to be honest. Yeah. Or at least like up to like the past decade, maybe. But yeah, it was... It's so good because it's one of those movies you can keep watching and it gets funnier every time. And it doesn't get, get old. Yeah. It, it doesn't get old. I think because I got a little bit older and a little bit more cynical and my humor's a little bit more on point. Like it was even funnier than the first. Because the first yeah. time I watched it, I'm like, no, this is this is fun and entertaining. But like the next, was last time I watched it, I was crying. I'm like, <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't have the level of cynicism yeah. to appreciate and it when even, I was 25. And I think I appreciate it even more now because we've done so many episodes on 70s and 80s rock and metal bands <laughs> yes. that going back and watching this is kind of like yeah this is how i would make fun of all of those bands exactly yeah. how i would make it's fun of it's amazing how spot on it is yeah. and even and i, I even love though, the fact but even though it was even though it was made in 1982 it still like seems relevant now also most musicians who see this movie ozzy osborne did not know that this was a, a mockumentary. yeah i do talk about that yes. okay how like i that was one of my favorite things to learn is how like i think for a while he thought it was a real band and a real movie and he's like i just oh, pictured him in idiot. the theater i pictured him in the theater and like why is everybody laughing <laughs> this isn't funny it's sad <laughs> sharon this wasn't what we were like, right? They haven't. <laughs> no, Aussie, no. <laughs> they haven't even snorted any cocaine yet. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne. The crazy thing is, without Laverne and Shirley, this movie would have never been made. Yeah, true. I know that I I've never watched Laverne and Shirley, but I did not realize that those were the, the six degrees of separation between Laverne and Shirley in this movie is very short yeah it was not even because rob reiner rob reiner was married to penny marshall when he made this who was on laverne and shirley yes and also michael mckeon was on laverne Laverne and shirley Shirley. and he played um lenny i think yeah was it squiggles what was it lenny and squiggles lenny (laughs) lenny and squiggy (laughs) squiggy squiggles yeah 
they had a band called Lenny and the Squig Tones, and yes. their guitarist was Christopher Guest. That's ah, right. Yes. yes, that was the first time he comes out as uh, Nigel Tufnell. Yep. Yeah. It all comes together, doesn't it? <laughs> it's a good time. Well, I mean, I know we're not drinking thematic beers, but I'll talk about my beer tonight because I want to shout out one of our favorite breweries that we never get to go to because it's in Burlington. Oh, okay. Yeah, tonight I'm drinking. It is British. It's the Yorkshire Porter. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Yorkshire Porter. Uh, it is from Queen City Brewing, which is in Burlington, Vermont. And it is probably one of our favorite breweries because it's really good. Everybody's really nice. Yep. They have a delicious hot dog beer. They do. Which sounds gross, but it's not. It's just smoky. It's a smoky it's beer. The, I think it's the first Roush beer we, we ever had. Yeah. Which so, I instantly became called the hot dog beer because it's... It, kind of smells and tastes like hot dogs over a campfire yeah i mean it's supposed to be campfire but like we added the hot dog <laughs> yeah because we're, we're hot dogging it yeah just hot dog dinner oh yeah it's hobo dinner but in the best way yeah it's so good so highly recommend if you are anywhere near queen city or just passing through burlington please fucking stop there the staff is very nice and the beers are fucking delicious they got something for everybody they do i think so I mean, unless you don't like beer, and then they have nothing for you. Then well, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> no, no, they, have, they have, like, little snacks. They have, like, little snacky foods. So you can go with your friends <laughs> who like beer. It's not that I don't like beer. It's I'm allergic. <laughs> oh, that's... They might... Is it the gluten? Because I think they might have a gluten The free. hops. You'll never be able to drink beer. I'm sorry. I should drink another for you. <laughs> there we go. And you have... Uh, sometimes I know you like to make signature cocktails. Scott, you got anything going on tonight that's fancy? I actually did make one. So Yay! I, so I made uh there's this really weird southern drink that's called black gold which hmm. uh is Dr Pepper and Coke and I added Jameson into it. Oh boy. Oh, oh it tastes good. It oh good. wait. Dr Pepper and Coke and Jameson? Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, I, it's like a, it's like I a don't know. <laughs> that's asking a lot out of my tum tum. So it's asking a lot out of my mouth mouth. <laughs> I was going to call it the Saucy Jack. (laughs) But there's no Jack in it. It's Jameson. Because I'm out of Jack. Uh, It's the Saucy Jim. Oh my god. Were you going to put Jack in it instead? I was. Ripperoni. Oh no, Oh, but you know what? Shout out to Johnny. He might really like that. Yeah, go for it. Johnny, the next time, maybe put a little Dr. P in your... uh, A little splash of pee. splash of pee in your... There and literally uh, is Coke. only a splash of pee. <laughs> Just a splash of Doctor- pee. Don't go full pee. Dr. Pepper, not actual urine. <laughs> sure. It's a little pep. A little pep. Salt and pepper, but just the pep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, but nice. All right, cool. So we all got our fancy drinks going on. Well, I, I guess I should say I'm drinking mead. Ash is, it might come as a surprise this to people might be a surprise. But Ash is drinking mead. This is a special what? one. It is special. This one's the um, Helderberg Meadworks Heritage Five Year Reserve. Mm. It is. It is a. It's, it's a tough bitch. Probably a solid twenty percent oh, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it such- is the nectar of the gods. So it, it is really- also the hammer of the gods because I'm gonna feel this later. You turned into Thor. Yeah. For a hot second, I saw it. It's cool. It was really cool. It's good times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've 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 done enough bizarre talk. Let's do enough some more bullshit. bizarre talk, but about Spinal Tap. 
All right. So today we are discussing the rock movie to end all rock movies and also everyone's favorite mockumentary. This is Spinal Tap is a feel-good laugh fest that came about because three comedians just happened to be able to play instruments. And once paired up with Rob Reiner, comedic gold was made. I doubt these guys fully knew what to expect once the final result was released, but it probably wasn't to kind of become actual rock stars. There are tons of people who believe Spinal Tap was a real band, and still many today who enjoy their music and appreciate all their talents. Because while this movie is a goddamn giggle fest, Spinal Tap's tunes are well-crafted, well-composed, and legit really good to listen to. I mean, cushion for the pushing. Come Big on. bottom. <laughs> Which is so my- pipes on McCain. Like, yeah. I mean, I can't even. But of course, we are going to get into the movie itself. But before that, why don't we take a little look at the band members first? I'm going to start off with David St. Hubbins, who is lead vocals slash guitar. David may be named for the patron saint of footwear (laughs) and have grown up in Squatney, London. But Michael McKean, the actor who played him, hails from the good old U.S. of A. Michael's father was one of the founders of British record label Decca Records. So music was probably an inevitability in his life. Which is something that I didn't know. I had no idea his dad had anything to do with Decca. Well, there you go. Good for you, Mr. McKeon, Sr. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know your first name. I didn't care enough. Just Sr. McKeon. Sr. McKeon. (laughs) Michael learned guitar in his youth, yet as he was getting closer to his college days, he decided acting was his real passion. While his parents encouraged this and they were always like, hey, you do what you gotta do, they did ask him if he had a backup plan should acting fall through. And Michael said, yeah, I'll just play guitar sure because his dad's the head of deca records sure yeah yeah sure okay buddy All that's right. how it works right that is exactly how it works you can 100 percent do that in 2020 right yeah right <laughs> i mean i bet he thought he was gonna be like one of those like studio like guitarists i mean honestly yeah. yeah he told that story on colbert and like everybody just laughed and i didn't know at that point about his dad being a part of a record label so yeah, I guess he probably could have just been a, a he could have session musician, but at the same time, there is like an element of like, but I don't think you can do that for the rest of your life. Like maybe do you have any career aspirations? <laughs> Man, it must be nice to like be able to say I'm either going to act or do music. I mean, and feel confident and like I'll do one of them. Back then, he probably yeah he could have made a career as a session musician because if his dad started Decca Records, he automatically has a foot in there and he could be a a session musician employed by Decca who just is on everybody's album he would have just traveled with like Elton John right and he could (laughs) have toured with anybody so he probably yeah could have made a a solid career out of that I'm a little bitter because you can't do that now I don't think any well I just I would never be able to do that ever yeah my parents did not run Decca records (laughs) I have decided to call them now Deckards (laughs) portmanteau for for time's sake for time's sake i don't have enough time to say the whole name well luckily acting worked and also found many places where guitar had helped michael one of his first roles was playing lenny and lenny and squiggy mm-hmm. and eventually yes the band lenny and the, the squig tones <laughs> in the hit tv show laverne and shirley so we talked about that okay but not only in spinal tap but also other christopher guest movies as well he had co-written a lot of 
the songs for those movies. I'm like, yeah, he, he, I think they, I don't know if they the won. The entire musical. He wrote the entire musical in Waiting for Guffman. Right? And I, I don't know if he won the Grammy, but he was definitely nominated for the Grammy. He won a Grammy and was nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. For like, a Mighty yeah. Wind songs. For like, a Mighty Wind. Yeah. Dude has legit music chops yeah. here. So. And that means he Him can and his do... wife. Him My and his wife. wife. Won the... Sorry. Well, his wife is a Netto tool. Who? Oh. Superman's mom from Smallville. I never watched Smallville. I just know that the one girl was in the cult that's near us. Yeah, she was oh in Nexium. Yeah, Nexium was like right down the street from where I used to live. But well, she's in jail now. Oh, she in jail. She ain't down the street from me no more. Some- <laughs> Maybe in Rensselaer County Jail. I don't know where she is though. I'm gonna talk about the secret city. world of Allison Mack. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. he, uh, Michael McKean met his wife when she guest starred on an episode of Laverne and Shirley. Oh, that's which nice. is how Tom Hanks met Rita Wilson for Bosom Buddies. Wait, oh, that's right. Tom Hanks was on Laverne and Shirley. No, he was on Bosom no, Buddies. Well, Tom Hanks was on Laverne and Shirley also. Oh. He got Bosom Buddies from Laverne and Shirley and Taxi. So what we're saying is, thanks, women. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. The only the only sad thing that happened on Spinal Tap is, I believe, this is where. Uh, the movie he was making that penny marshall served him with divorce papers rob reiner oh no imagine penny marshall coming up to you and be like rob i want a divorce (laughs) (laughs) let's move on so next we have (laughs) nigel tufnell on guitar and nigel is still working on his combined mozart and bach mock piece (laughs) of composition but the actor playing him christopher guest seems to have finished most of the projects he starts Christopher Guest is a bougie fucking guy. We got royalty go. up in here. He's a fucking royalty. Like he legit comes royalty. From a long line of diplomats, politicians, lecturers. His mother was the vice president of casting at CBS. Like this fucking guy, he had no trouble. Like he wouldn't have any trouble getting to where he wanted to get to. He's also a duke yes that's what i mean like, like look at this fucking well i don't think he has any more because i was reading i think was uh, he a baron his baron is that the same thing as a duke his, his fu- yeah your title is if you're a baron your title is duke huh. he still has the title his kids can't have an heir to the throne because they're adopted but he's yes. a duke and jamie lee curtis is a duchess yeah or he's a lord and she's a lady all right now we're just now it's we're taking the piss none of this matters anymore it's just crazy to think that it is is crazy christopher guest is like famously dour and not very laughy in real life so i can just imagine that the two of them are the most insufferable couple in real life that you could possibly be around their story of how they got together is insane how do they get together she well, now I'm so, curious. She was in her agent's office and there was a photo of him promoting Spinal Tap on the magazine cover. He wasn't dressed as Nigel. Oh, okay. He was dressed as him <laughs> He was dressed as himself holding up the album cover and she goes, "That is the guy I'm going to marry." And her agent was his agent and tried to set them up and he stood her up for a <gasps> date. I'm sorry. Dude, you're dating up right now. Like, no, he you thought it was he he didn't think she was serious. Like 
because if your agent calls you and like Jamie Lee Curtis, the hottest actress in the 1980s, wants to date you and marry you, you're gonna be like, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. And then so no, no, your so, agent's not gonna fuck you over like that. That's his job to not fuck you over. So. <laughs> Right. So she she saw him in a restaurant and he just shrugged. I'm about to do a, an actual face on a podcast, but he just went, eh. and, she, <laughs> and and she made the same face. And then they blew off their dates. They were on dates. They blew off their dates. And then they went on a date and got married three days later. Shit. All right. Damn. And they've been together ever since. Yeah. You know, normally I'm skeptical about stories like that, but. Oh, nice work if you can get it. He helped her get sober. Like, I did not know she wasn't sober. Or that she was that drunk? That on drugs? <laughs> I, didn't know that e- I, didn't, I didn't know that either, but that's how she ends her story. Is like, Aww. he's the love of my life. He got me sober. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that's nice. That's nice. It is, though. So, yes, we are all aware of his impressive filmography. But he has had his fair share of experience in the realms of music. He attended the High School of Music and Art in New York City, then studied clarinet at the Stockbridge School in Massachusetts. Later, he took up the mandolin and took an interest in country music, which led him to playing guitar with Arlo Guthrie in school. And then him and Arlo Guthrie are friends. Like, the f- like I like Christopher Guest, but at the same time, like, I feel like I would find him to be an insufferable person to be around. Oh, yeah. Right? I'm Do sure we get he's that insufferable. Feel? Like, he just thinks he's, like, like he seems to be the guy just, like, it all, it just all comes together for you, doesn't Chrissy? I bet you he doesn't even laugh. He just goes, that's funny. Or he goes, hmm. That's when you know he's really laughing. Sorry. Or he does that one, the, ha. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's exactly what he does. No doubts. Christopher played in his fair share of bluegrass bands as well as rock and roll groups. And one would think he'd just follow up with a major in music at college. But when attending the Tisch School of Arts, which put your pinkies up, guys. What? Why? Because the Tisch School of Arts. He went to Tisch. Christ. He enrolled in their graduate acting program. After graduating, he continued down the path of acting and ended up on National Lampoon Radio Hour, which is why Seth Green played him. And where he would create musical parodies of the likes of Bob Dylan and James Taylor and etc. etc. You can clearly see how his path would lead him to where he is now with his films. He would eventually end up crossing paths with Michael McKean, landing him a spot to play with Lenny and Squiggy. And on their album in 1979, he would play the titular, not titular, he would just play his character Nigel Tufnell for the first time. I just like saying the word titular, and I think it's because the word tits in it. Titular Tufnel. Ooh, Ooh. titular <laughs> Tufnel. I like. Who invited it. this person? <laughs> oh, <laughs> we done changed the game. He went titular Tufnel went to the Tish School. Oh my god, <laughs> too much alliteration, but also pinkies up. Yeah. From now on, when we mention the Tish School of music, pinkies up. He is quite famous. I like to believe that he went to Tish because there's a really good dim sum restaurant right down the street from Tish. He's like, oh, I can apply to be in Tish and I can get some dumplings. Oh, my God. I haven't had some good, good dim sum since I was in Brooklyn. So you're right, though. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, All right. So to finish this up, we got Derek Smalls on bass. Derek, (laughs) Derek, the lukewarm water in the middle of David and Nigel's fire and ice situation. (laughs) is played by 
Harry Shearer, and both of them seemed to share the ability to be men of a many talents. Harry was taking piano lessons as, a young, as young as four years old. Then his teacher decided to make a career being a child's talent agent, and they took him on as a client. And he would go to auditions, and he just started picking up small parts in radio and television. After college, Harry got himself involved with a comedic radio group called The Credibility Gap, which is where he met Michael McKeon, who at this point is clearly the central thread in all of this. Yeah. Hello, Michael McKeon. Is on you. He is the glue yeah, stick. Yeah, the cream in the Oreo. He is the glue stick between the two pieces of construction paper. Is it weird that I don't ever want to be referred to as the cream in the Oreo? Yeah. No, no. one does. No. I don't, mm. I don't want to do but that. But I only said it because Michael McKean is so pale. <laughs> he is like, woof. Pale Asaurus Rex. Actually, quick side note. So I never made the connection when I was... I mean, like, I didn't know who Michael McKean was. Like, really. And then... You know, I watched Breaking Bad, which led me to watch Better Call Saul. And then when I was just rewatched it this past week, I was like, oh, God, he's Saul's douchebag brother. He's really good at playing a douchebag. Oh, my God. And it was like so hard for me to not think that he's a fuck. Like, he just did. Okay. I know you didn't watch Better Call Saul, but no. Scott, did you watch Better Call Saul? First what two seasons, couldn't get past it. Really? I only I, actually, I, I only watched up to the end of season three and then I didn't have cable anymore. So. I feel you. I loved, I loved Breaking Bad, but something about Better Call Saul, like the fact that they kept calling him Jimmy and were to believe that he created this persona. No, just you're Saul. Just call yourself Saul. Oh, I mean, he does. He does get. <laughs> I'm here on my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> Let me have this. All right, you can have it. But like, you know what I mean, then, though, because like he does such a good job playing Saul's douchebag brother that when I see Michael McKean, all oh, my. Like, you're a fucking asshole. Fuck you. <laughs> I just, I always remember well, him. it's crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. So anyway, but the point is like, so now like I'm watching him be uh, David and I'm like, I, I know I'm supposed to laugh at you, but I'm still really mad at you. I just always remember him as the douchebag uh, radio station owner from Airheads. That's right. Yeah. Still- but they casted him because of Spinal Tap. Yeah. Good. Oh. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. Fun fact. One of Harry's childhood friends was Mel Blanc, voice of pretty much huh. every Looney Tune character ever. Really? Yeah. Wait, how is that possible? Because yeah, like, how is Mel that Blanc- possible? Was he friends with a small boy? Because yeah. that, that's creepy. That's- All right. Well, I looked up my, maybe they weren't childhood friends or like maybe as a child he met oh. him, like. Was it Mel Blanc? Junior, it had to be his son. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a son. Okay, okay, thank God. You Sorry. scared me for a hot second. I was wait. like, wait, either Harry Shearer is a lot fucking older than I thought he wait was, or it's he okay was in for old men to be friends with small or children. He was an adult with a or a friends with a very much an adult man. That's not okay. <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm what? gonna say. I mean, back then maybe it wasn't as frowned upon, but yeah, <laughs> looking back on it. <laughs> And the creepy part is that the fact that he does the voice of cartoon characters, it's like, yeah, that's how he would befriend a small boy. Ooh, oh, this is bad. Yeah, no, he befriended his, his yeah, it, mu- it has to be Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to be Mel Blanc Junior. <laughs> yeah, but that was yeah, but or maybe it wasn't. No, it uh, was. It was. It, it definitely was. But also, yeah. now Maggie I like- gave us a heart attack for a second. <laughs> 
what? It's like, it's like, are we going to have to research this and like report it or something? Guys, Mel Blanc's canceled. <laughs> well, he's been dead for 35 years. So. Yeah, I mean, we can cancel him anyway. That's he's fine. like, you know what? That's fine. I had a great life <laughs> hanging out with boys. You know what? I am incriminating this probably voicing, lovely man. Voicing a lot of racist-ish characters. It's fine. It was fine back then? Back then it Let's was Let's not fine. misrepresent. Well, it was like the 50s. <laughs> All right, it was fine to be racist in the fifties. Yeah. It was totally fine. <laughs> anyway, you, you couldn't see the look on Maggie's face, but it was priceless. <laughs> Guys, it's do you know what? It was the fifties. It was just it was just the times, you know. And I, you have to make anyway. concessions. <laughs> I need to bring myself in because I almost went on a rant. Okay, okay. Anyway, we're talking about Spital Tap. Yes, but I mean, obviously, like their friendship. All that stuff, it, it, it really really makes a lot of sense to me now that this is the Harry Shearer that voices all the Simpsons characters, which I did not know until I got into my research. <laughs> I did not realize like, oh, this wow. is like Principal Skinner, Mr. Yeah. Burns, like Ned Flanders. I did not know that going into this. Yep, definitely. Ken Brockman here. Actually, I mean, he does voice like a lot of the characters. Like, impressed. What I want to know is, did Harry Shearer as a child have a deep voice? <laughs> he was born he with that voice. Really deep voice. Like, Jesus Christ, especially compared to, like, Michael and Christopher, it's like, holy shit. And he's like, hi, mom, can I have some cookies <laughs> yeah, and milk? There, maybe he was friends with Mel Blanc. Senior. <laughs> oh, we are starting terrible rumors that aren't true, guys. While Harry does have a small background in music, his passion really seems to lie in acting and comedy, which would explain why Derek seems to shine a lot more offstage than on. Because you watch the movie, like, this is the basis, whatever, but, like, somehow this dude can be in a scene barely saying shit, and you're like, now nah, I want to see what Nigel's doing, though. <laughs> or, excuse it's, me, not Nigel, he doesn't, Derek. He doesn't have to say anything there's one scene where like they just kind of pan to him and he just like bugs his eyes out a little bit and i lost it it's perfect it's <laughs> like, so perfect. he didn't even say anything the entire scene it's just the way his face is so expressive especially with that fucking mustache beard thing and the hair it's like you are so small and hairy <laughs> and emotive <laughs> And you don't even have to do anything. You're just there and you're fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, honestly, Derek might be my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah, definitely. And actually, many believe that Derek was based off of Lemmy from Motorhead, obviously in looks. Because, like, look at the fucking guy. Yeah, I can see that. But Harry said he was inspired by the band Saxon, their bassist, Steve Dawson, whom Harry spent a lot of time with on the road as they were touring before he was filming Spinal Tap. This makes sense. So there's that. But Ian Anderson of Jethro Tull said that he got the name Derek Smalls from the liner notes of the album's Thick as a Brick and a Passion Play, which the name Derek Small appears. And he once confronted Harry about it, and he felt that it was confirmed based on the reaction of the actor, who apparently didn't deny the possibility and seemed a little like, oh, he got me. But I don't know. That's just what Ian Anderson is saying. 
I just picture him just whipping out a flute and just like playing it as he scampers away. <laughs> Not gonna tell you. <laughs> did you base this on our albums? I mean, maybe. Ha ha! You did. <laughs> <laughs> just scampers away. Fucking Jethro Tull. Every time. Or I picture Harry Sure being like really mean, and be like, "You are." I feel like we we were talking earlier. I feel like out of all of them, Harry Shearer is probably like the nicest dude. As I mean, long as he's he doesn't sue damn. you, then it's fine. I mean, he won't sue us. We don't even have any Ooh. money to like. Let's make a disclaimer right now. He never hung out with senior Mel Blanc in <laughs> any type of sketchy yeah. way. They were nope. everything was good and wholesome and like they're and all he good. is the nicest member he of is all the nicest member yeah and best looking too honestly and funniest <laughs> let's agree we yes. would all fuck Our, okay. harry fuck mary kill situation yeah. <laughs> harry sure um fucking michael mckeon and uh christopher guest oh as in like in if we were in 1982 when they were okay let's this? go back to spinal tap so yeah i mean like as they're i mean the actors, as their characters but no but the actors oh no yeah no i'm going with actors because I'm okay gonna... well then i would marry okay as a heterosexual married <laughs> man um Come on, you could have a say <laughs> hey i already said on my my city of angels podcast uh that i did that i would have had sex with <laughs> nicholas cage I mean, in that you movie. know it's hard to resist in that movie he is incredibly yeah. charming <laughs> no but... i would i would I think I would uh, fuck Harry Sure. Sure, I can't say his fucking yeah. last name. I would marry Michael McKean and I would kill Christopher Guest. I don't actually have a problem saying this. This this seems like it works. I would I would fuck Harry Sure. I would marry Christopher Guest so I could oh, become a lord. Then you serve um, him. <laughs> yes. And and then sorry, Michael McKean. Fine. I love Michael McKean. He always plays but... a douchebag. You're right. But I'd like to think that he's like a really nice guy then if he's not. I he heard he's a nice very sweet in interviews. man. Yeah. Sure. All right. So Spinal Tap began when these three actors were brought together for a TV sketch comedy special called The TV Show, which is really confusing because you can't really look that up. Back in 1978, it was the brainchild of Christopher Guest who was inspired to create something as equal as ridiculous as an interaction between a band and their manager at a hotel. Basically, he heard them, they were checking in, and the manager turns to the bassist and he's like, where's your bass? And he's like, what? He's like, your bass, you don't have it, where is it? And the bassist is like, I think it's at the airport still. And he's like, you didn't get it? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, we'll go get it. And the bassist <laughs> is like, where is it? And he's like, it's at the airport. <laughs> like, And then an old-timey vaudeville can comes bram, and bram, bram, off the stage. Yeah. It that does sounds like actually, a but sketch. like Christopher Guest apparently witnessed this and thought it was so ridiculous, and then like the idea for something like Spinal Tap slowly started to, you know, create in his brain, so to speak. They performed a song called "Rock and Roll Nightmare," which, in a way, to spoof the late night musical variety show, The Midnight Special. The three main members were accompanied by Loudon Wainwright. Loudon Wainwright. Why can't I say Loudon? Names are wrong. Loudon Wainwright. You say Rufus third. Wainwright. I can't say Loudon. Well, none of them made yeah. it easy for anybody. Yeah, right. Martha did. Thanks, Martha. Uh, and Russ Kunkel and Kunkel, which is a great name, on drums. This small sketch inspired them for something more. 
they began to develop an entire concept for this fictitious group. In 1982, they created a bit of a teaser film called The Final Tour, which was 20 minutes of the antics that we would come to know Spinal Tap for very quickly and easily. That was actually the money that the studio gave them to write a uh right and they were like we're not gonna write a script this is all improv my dude (laughs) because they didn't know what improv was back then like there was no uh, no oh god what was what's that fucking annoying troop the groundlings whose line is it anyways no no i like them the groundlings Uh, no not them the ones that everybody talks about bright citizens brigade though there's that and then the 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 ones from the second city yeah that's it second city and upright citizens Brigade. all of them are really annoying let's be honest i know a lot of great comedians have come from i need a location and a place that's the same thing Um, a location is a place my butthole and my anus (laughs) every time (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah so the movie came about from all of that yeah and like you said it's amazing because they were just like yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna improv it all that whole fucking movie is improv by every single person well the crazy thing is that they just didn't green light the movie because you had rob reiner who is one of the hottest tv actors at the time so and hot right now. director <laughs> sorry <laughs> but also michael mckean who was also one of the biggest uh, celebrities on tv at the time Back then, they used to, they almost casted Henry Winkler in Greece because he looked right. I mean, he did, though. And he's not as annoying as John Travolta. <laughs> Sorry, disclaimer John Travolta is a great dude, and Scientology is great. Don't no, sue we us. Don't, don't sue us. We don't, do we have to, do we have to say that? But yeah, um, the movie itself, it's just amazing how they created such like a ridiculous thing, and nobody liked it. <laughs> Because nobody knew what the fuck they were watching. No idea. Yeah. Yeah. And the fo- the movie follows around, in case you haven't seen it, which, what are you doing? Go watch it. It's like, you can rent it for like three bucks. Or or if you have Amazon Prime. No, it's not free on no, Amazon. No, it's not. It? You have to buy it on Amazon Prime. You can rent it from Vudu, though, which I did. Oh, Just... see, I rented it from Google. Yeah. I rented it from Vudu, but at the same time, if you have the Criterion channel... I believe it's free there ah. because this is in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> it is. I mean, this, you know what though? It should be. One hundred percent should be. It. This movie, Armageddon, and The Rock are in the Criterion Collection. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Armageddon. Because you know what? They don't want anyone to miss a thing. I would not have mind missing that thing. <laughs> yeah. Woof. The movie follows around Spinal Tap which is a band that is old and they really don't have the the zazz that they used to, the following that they used to. I don't think they ever did. Maybe not. I mean, it's hard to tell. It's a, it's a, it's a fake band. Who knows what following they had. But the music hey. is so goddamn good. Hey, they are the loudest band in England. They All turn right. it up to 11. Yeah. And, I mean, that yeah. totally works. Totally you know? works. And you at you have just like great scenes like the fucking turn up to eleven. It still hits. It's still funny. It's still a classic scene. Why, why don't you just make ten the loudest? This goes, goes to eleven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's just like oh wait no or the scene like and then there's the scene where Nigel's got all of his guitars because Nigel's really into his guitars, <laughs> and 
Don't don't even look at it. <laughs> don't point at it. Don't look at it. Just, just leave it alone. Just, I wish I didn't even show you. Um, Rob Reiner plays the documentarian. Is that the word? Did I make that up? Documentarian. Documentarian. Who yeah. is what was what's his name? Uh, Marty DeBerge. That's it, Marty DeBerge. He was supposed to. Reiner was supposed to play the uh, keyboard player, but he didn't look good in spandex. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's what Harry Shearer said to him. He's like, you don't look good in spandex. You probably shouldn't be here, man. Is my voice low enough to be Harry Shearer? <laughs> uh, yeah, Rob Reiner's character follows them around. And like, it's just so funny, too, because I forgot how much like it went. F- I forgot the Yoko situation, basically, mm. of like, yeah, David St. Hubbins' girlfriend coming in and basically Yokoing the group. She looks exactly like Bonnie Tyler also. Oh my god, she does. Yeah, it's very odd. But also... I was getting like a Sid and Nancy vibe too. Yeah. She kind of looks like Nancy. Yeah. Woof, that's not an idea. What what if this movie ended with them killing each other? They took it to a dark place. (laughs) We didn't expect it to go here, but here we are. Yep. But the amps were on 11, so... (laughs) When your amps are always on 11, you turn into Sid and Nancy. That's just what happens. Oh, no. Bring your amps to 10. You don't want to be Sid and Nancy. What yeah. are you- but these ones go to 11. <laughs> Why don't you just make 10 the loudest? No. <laughs> Stupid. Um, and I mean, the classic Stonehenge scene <laughs> is amazing. The fact that it's Angelica Houston who plays the artist who created Stonehenge. I didn't even realize that. She looks different, maybe. She I looks know. very different. Right? It's it's yeah. well, she has blonde hair and like a perm. Oh, it's the eighties. Yeah. 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 I mean, the cameos in this movie are crazy because you have Billy Crystal, Dana Carvey as mimes. I didn't notice that. Yeah. Oh my god, I never noticed that. Paul Schaefer is the record store promoter guy. Oh my god! Who introduces himself? Yes, I was like, who is this fucking guy? He looks so familiar. Oh, that guy! I was wondering which character he played because he looks nothing like no. I think of when I hear what's his face. Paul Schaefer. Paul Schaefer. You want him to take out like a keyboard and be like, spinal tap, spinal <laughs> tap, spinal tap. I've also never actually seen his eyes. So oh, seeing really him good. with actual eyeballs is weird. That's a really good point. <laughs> and and hair. I've never seen him with hair. I've never seen his eyeballs, never seen him with hair. Never seen him not next to David Letterman. Yeah. He's, he's in Gilda Live where he plays a very similar character who introduces Gilda's Gilda Radner's like Supremes group. And he's pretty much the same guy that he is in this. Oh, well, good for him for finding a character and really sticking to it for 40 years. Because other than being <laughs> David Letterman's keyboard guy, no Don't idea. know him. <laughs> and I know, it's, I know it's that keyboard guy, but other than that, I don't know what else to call him. Yeah. Band leader? Yeah. Yeah. He's the band leader. Keyboard guy. <laughs> Shades. Shades. I'm calling them shades. That's it. Paul Shades Schaefer. Paul Shades Guy Schaefer. Also, someone that all three of us love is in this film. And I thought that's why you picked Spinal Tap. Because Fran. <laughs> Fran <laughs> Mr. Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. 
my god i actually totally forgot she was in this movie yeah you know what fran dresser's fucking funny she's great oh i love fran dresser like i always forget how much i like her and people need to get off of her dick Wait, about who's on being, her dick like everybody because well, she was annoying off. but like the nanny was a great fucking show yo i is that, yeah. is that streaming because i want to rewatch the nanny only if you have roku oh i have roku if you have roku it's on the roku channel oh, i do not have a roku. man oh shit <laughs> no because my wife and i wanted to start a podcast called out on our fannies and it's a nanny podcast please do because <laughs> i love the nanny anyway yes fran dresher's in it she's amazing like that whole scene where they have to tell them like no you can't have that album cover it's sexist what's wrong with being sexy no no, no. sexist <laughs> <laughs> yeah What's wrong with being And also sexy? the entire time they're talking, both Nigel and David have herpes mouth. Right. What was with that? I actually read I, something yeah. that they were supposed to have. There was a whole subplot that David and Nigel were sleeping with the same. I don't know if it was all of them or just David and Nigel, but they were all sleeping it was, with. It was all three of them. Like uh, the same groupie, right? And that. Yeah. And it was herpes. played by Sherry Curry. <laughs> oh, and it was Sherry Curry. Oh, really? Yes. And oh, she shit. gave them Why all herpes. Why did they take that out? Uh, because the movie was already like way Two longer. hours long. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had 60 hours of footage. Yeah. They yeah. had so much footage. <laughs> yes. There's a whole there's a whole thing where it's supposed to be that they all got herpes from the same groupie and then they had to take it out. So yes, and I love that they still have the scenes where they all have herpes <laughs> yeah. at the beginning because you're like, why do they all have herpes? And then they immediately <laughs> cut to them eating at like a diner or something, and oh, Nigel's, Nigel's holding, holding his, his gum, gum, and I was like, is that uh, gonna explain it, or is David just gonna chew on his gum? Like, what's going on? It just and I was so skeeved out by him holding his gum. It's like, I oh, mean, I'm saving it for later. It's like, what? Why is it on your finger? Yeah, and that's supposed to be like one of Nigel, like the character, like Christopher Guest made that a thing for Nigel that he's always chewing gum or he always. Has All of gum. them are chewing gum. I never noticed the other one because when what's her face Bonnie Tyler girlfriend comes back. <laughs> Bonnie Tyler girlfriend. He's like he's turn around. <laughs> um, she comes back and David's like sitting in like the audience seats with her and he's just going. He's like Lars fucking Ulrich. Oh my god, Metallica got so much from Spinal Tap. <laughs> they Stop. did because so. The whole but they stole the gum from John Lennon. John Lennon always oh, had to have gum in his mouth. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, fucking John Makes Lennon. you look real fucking cool. Yeah, he always had to have gum and the heroin. I feel like someday <laughs> we should have a Why the Beatles Aren't So Great episode, even though I do love the Beatles. But also, but like... Kill I love, Your Heroes episode. I love Typo Negative too, but like, sometimes Peter Steele was... um Not great. Not great. I mean, honestly, we could have a Kill, kill Your Heroes series yeah, where we like... Could. Sorry, guys. My favorite musician turned out not to be a great guy. Who was it? Harry Nilsson. Oh, yeah. He was not a great guy. Wait, who? <laughs> Harry Nilsson. Um, did you ever watch Russian Doll? No. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll play you his... He wrote all the music for Popeye. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, yeah. Oh, he wrote One is the Loneliest Number. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. It got me that. Now idea. you know. Now I know. And now I know. No, but, but he was a heroin addict. <laughs> quite the big I mean, one. Who wasn't? Well, he was the one who got John Lennon addicted. Oh, he was like the enabler. Ooh, the original. He was. I feel he like was drug he addict be, number one. He should be on a yeah. tarot card that's like 
20, the enabler. And it's just Harry. It's, yep. it's like he's holding a spoon and he's like, eh? <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. Can we yeah. make a series? Yeah. Can we make a series of tarot cards that's just like not actual tarot, but it's just for some who reason like are. I just have a picture of Harry Nielsen in my head of just him like disheveled in a bathrobe holding a spoon going, eh? Yeah. <laughs> that card would be called the ginger stranger. No. <laughs> Beware the ginger stranger. <laughs> right. So the whole scene with the like hold on i'm gonna get into why i'm like oh metallica totally ripped off oh, Spinal yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's the whole scene where fran Drescher yells at them is like you can't have that fucking cover because what they wanted was like a naked girl on a leash sniffing a glove and it was yeah like, smell the leather smell the glove smell, smell the, the glove. glove smell the glove yeah i don't know why i tried <laughs> to make it more poignant it's smell the glove, smell the glove. and i have that whole thing so they're like all right we'll change the cover and they just make it all black and that's yes. clearly where Metallica got the Black Album from. You would think so. Yeah. No, and I think when I did the Metallica episode, look, I don't remember. That was two years ago. But yes. I think when I did the Metallica, oh my God, that was two years ago. It was over <sighs> two years ago. We're so old. Um, that I think I covered that in there, that they were inspired by that. But now I know that Lars also probably started chewing gum because of Spinal yeah, Tap. Yeah, I'm going to. But you know what? It made Spinal Tap look cool. Didn't make Lars look cool. Made him fucking annoying. Well, remember when Spinal Tap sued Napster? <laughs> no, they actually ended up years later making a website called Zapster. <laughs> so they could like have their music on it and stuff. That's funny. Yeah. So I don't know what to talk about. Metallica's music's so good. <laughs> I'm going to go play the drums now. I'm going to work. I'm going to take like eight breaks during this like five song. It's tough to be. I love when they make fun of him and get him to the Greek. I, I never saw that, but you know what? Respect. <laughs> I did he see steal, that a long time ago. He, he steals Russell Brand's girlfriend, and uh, basically the whole time Russell Brand's like, talentless drummer hack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever, it's Lars Ulrich. <laughs> Why don't you go sue another internet company? <laughs> what else is he doing at this time? Honestly, doing a lot of coke. Nothing. Coke. Is doing he? a lot of yeah, he did. He recently, he pretty recently went into rehab because he was on coke. So we don't Again. get sued. <laughs> uh, he got addicted to Coca-Cola. <laughs> but like the old one from he's the early 1900s di- that had coke in it. diabetes. Oh my God. No, he doesn't have diabetes because all he drank was diet coke. <laughs> oh God, you know Lars only drinks diet coke, right? And that's like on the writer. Which hey. was another good scene in Spinal Tap though. But I want to fold it. You can't fold <laughs> oh this god. bread. No, you just fold the meat. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh my god! I like actually that was one scene that like that made, made me, me LOL because I was like, just fucking fold the meat on I the know. bread. What are you fucking? If it's I like, was no, but manager, then I want to fold the bread. She- and it just crumbles <laughs> like oh, that was Christopher Guest being Christopher Guest. Oh, oh yeah. my god, you're probably right. Yeah. Oh god! He does that at home. He complains about the bread at and home. And meanwhile, Jamie Lee Curtis is like, "Do you want some Activia? <laughs> you know what? I you know what? Just, just gonna... eat yogurt. Just eat the yogurt. Yeah, you know what? The yogurt's just easier. If you didn't get me off whatever I was addicted to, <laughs> this would be it. <laughs> like if if, if that's sober... why you've been with him for all these years, ah." Oh what if it was something really weird like she was addicted to pudding and he, he got her to and do he switched yogurt. her to yogurt 
wow, the probiotics in this are great. What is this called? Activia? Activia. <laughs> Apparently when she would go with him to promote a mighty wind, she would carry a tape recorder with her because people would come up to her saying how great Activia was. So she would record it so Aww. that they could recreate it for commercial. But also, what is your life if you have to go find Jamie Curtis at a movie premiere and go, Yo your yogurt is really good. No, it was at an Fine. airport. Oh, oh my god. god, even worse. That's even worse. Like, Activia's fine. It's a fine yogurt. But it's just yogurt. Regular yogurt does the same thing Activia does. I'm just the thought of Jamie Lee Curtis pulling out a whole six pack of Activia out of her purse. It's just, this is Jamie Lee Curtis from now on. Oh, yep. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> oh my God. See, we can make a movie out of this too. Right, but I don't think Christopher Guest would. I don't think he'd like it very much. No, he would just not. go, hmm. Ha. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Oh, my very wife. funny, ladies. Very funny. My wife is exactly like that. <laughs> yes, that is what my wife is like. <laughs> Imagine having to go to the Freaky Friday premiere. I oh, do. my God. <laughs> Oh, no. I forgot she was in that wolf. Her Peroni. Imagine all of the premieres that Christopher Guest had to go with her to, like Drowning Mona, Freaky Friday. <laughs> True Lies. True uh, Lies. Yeah, that was a good movie, though. Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, my God. The Yikes. newest Halloween movie. I feel like Christopher Guest doesn't like horror movies. Probably They're not. They're too scary. <laughs> I, I just picture him just being like they're too scary yeah and that's it no just leave it like that. no no <laughs> oh my God. wow we are throwing so much shade at christopher guest I it's love all that. in good I'm humor i'm sure he's lovely i'm sure he's a very lovely man disclaimer don't sue us i'm sure you're lovely christopher guest i own all of your movies christopher <laughs> you know what you have our money what else could you want yeah you just got like maybe two of my dollars today so there you go. Right? I just I've sent you four books. all of your movies, mister. I've seen The Big Picture. I've seen Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. I've seen all of your movies. Cut, cut us some slashes. <laughs> we have given you money. We deserve to make fun of you. Right? Well, and that's the thing, too, though, is that Nigel was... What did you call it? Litigious? No, Harry Shearer is litigious. Yes, litigious. Yes. Yeah, he sued. He sued the Simpsons people, but recently. he also sued the un, what the Universal people for. Not, no, he sued the distributors, I believe, for not giving anybody any money for uh, Spinal Tap. Like in general, right. the band like yeah. didn't get well, really he, any money. I think the three main characters, the three main actors, only made like one hundred and seventy nine dollars yes, <laughs> or something off of it because like the distributor was just making all of the money. And not giving it to And I don't the know actors. if that's like a thing because they didn't write a script, so they felt like they could do that. But I mean, the fact that they improv the whole thing, I think, is way more impressive. Yeah. And I mean, you can make an argument that they did, quote unquote, write it because they like blocked out scenes and said, this is what needs to happen in this scene. Just right. do, whatever you do, who gives a shit, just get there. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever see a script from a Christopher Guest improv movie there's a ton of detail right of what happens oh really yeah because yeah. you need to like hit certain points in order for the scene to make sense and move along move the storyline mm. along so you have to have like certain plot points but like when it comes to what you actually say it's just like 
do whatever the fuck you want. Just make it funny. Shit. The script to A Mighty Wind is 120 pages. It's like a novel. Yeah. <laughs> is it improv? Is it like yep. a Spinal Tap? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, is Best in Show as well? I think like they all, all are. Them? Yeah, they all are. They all are. Oh, shit. I didn't actually realize that. Um. Anyway, this is Spinal Tap. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop throwing shade at everybody. I don't know. Scott, I'm looking at you. Yogurt. Fuck that yogurt. <laughs> Scott, I'm looking at you. Give, give us some movie trivia. That What's we might the Oasis know. story yeah, you were going to tell us? Oh, okay. Story. So the band from A Mighty Wind, the, the Folksmen, mm, is yes. also them from Spinal Tap. The joke is that like they went from being in Spinal Tap to grow up to be folk singers. <laughs> okay. Oh, but okay. When- so the folk the Folksmen came after Spinal Tap because they were somebody else before Spinal Tap. The, yeah. the fuck what's the name oh yeah the thamesman thamesman yes yes uh we were called the originals but there was already been called the originals <laughs> so we were the new so originals original. <laughs> yes and then they became like something and the other else. guys went to the regulars yes so, so we became the thamesman <laughs> <laughs> yes okay that song is amazing give me some money is a really give good me fucking some song money. yeah but that's what that's the one part i kept screwing up with walk with walk hard because there's like the part where dewey's performing in high school with his with his friends and like like they're playing like a song that's similar to that like kind of an, and like they're all dressed in suits like back like when the beatles were sweet little boys Aww. and all the girls are going crazy the crowd ripping their shirts off and i was like yeah that happened in spinal tap and i'm like no it didn't that happened in walk hard <laughs> You watch too so, many uh, rock, rockumentaries, rockumentaries this mockumentaries. week. I really did, <laughs> apparently. So, so when they were touring back in the late 80s, early 90s as Spinal Tap, I guess they went to England and Liam and Noel Gallagher went and Liam, of course it was Liam. Of course it was so, Liam. I was so bored at the opening act, Ugh. which was them as the folksmen. Oh my God. And and Noel is like, no, that's that's the guys who are Spinal Tap. This is a joke. It's not real. <laughs> and he's like, take me home. I don't want to be here anymore. Can you imagine that, being related to Gallagher? I just feel like he was just constantly like sad, jerking himself off. Liam. I'm just gonna wank it while I'm here. Then, <laughs> right. And as he's running oh. away, as he's running away, Noel just goes, don't go away. <laughs> Don't go away. Actually, Actually, I, I really like, like that, that song. song. <laughs> yes, but seriously, it's a good song. Actually, it's wait. My... Don't look I back. Almost picked that music no, video. Don't go away. Oh, I don't know that one. I guess I don't know her. You just Mariah carried the shit out of that song. I by did. the way, I don't know it. I don't know her, and I'm not even lying. I just don't know it. <laughs> I know, but I just really like how you really Mariah carried that. I don't know her. Oh my god, fucking! Of course, Liam was a little shit it... about it. I mean, if you just hear Gallagher's, you have to end the sentence with, what did Liam do? <laughs> Noel's kind of a shitbag, too, though. They're both The only reason bags. Noel doesn't look like more of a shitbag is because Liam's even more of a shitbag. Yeah. Noel Gallagher won me over with his uh, Hot Ones when he did the Hot Wing Challenge. Oh, and he, he did a Hot Ones? He did, he's pretty good on it, too. All and right. like. Because he chance. went, and then a week later was Idris Elba, and Idris Elba threatened to beat up the guy. 
who who was not the host but the guy who picked the hot sauce oh it made him like cry oh oh Idris Elba should not cry no I shall no com- Iris I shall- Elba I should uh we should, we should I would comfort you yeah I bet yeah. I bet you would oh yep would hit it oh definitely yeah for sure yeah no um yeah i just uh, i literally like the thought too of like the gallagher sitting there and watching smile it's like this is a great fucking movie i and then just is this real <laughs> well they were at they paid to see the concert when they were touring on the concert that's the crazy thing that they saw the movie they loved it so much because they thought it was an actual well liam thought it was a real documentary like you don't say <laughs> There's something about that Liam boy. <laughs> well, and what I really like too is I appreciate with uh, Spinal Tap they would continue to tour and they would still do the Stonehenge fucking setup even live with Tiny Stonehenge. Yeah, with Tiny Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, like and, that's in the hearts, the pods. That is like, oh my god, the fucking pods. No, the Stonehenge scene. Like, I obviously I've seen it, I know about it, but for some reason, like this past week when I rewatched the movie like that scene happened and i just like almost peed my pants <laughs> laughing because the dwarves dancing around so they have like this tiny stone edge like no we're gonna have this big ass Stonehenge. and then he wanted it to be 18 feet tall but he wrote, he wrote 18 inches, inches which i think works because they're british they don't they use the metric system so they're not gonna but like inches and feet it's the same markings no feet is one inches is two no, yeah i know feet and inches i don't like it doesn't matter if it's american ways of measuring or metric system oh really i don't think that matters well they don't use feet or inches they use centimeters right so i don't think that they use the dashes either yeah so actually now i have a question because why would you even bother saying 18 you should they should have done centimeters i found a whole don't look at me <laughs> i'm looking at well, you that scott makes this sense. is your fault because the guy is english <laughs> what do you mean me i was just sitting here <laughs> well that would make sense that the guy would mix it up because he's english he doesn't use those things right yeah anyway the point is just like they end up with the tiny stonehenge and the fucking dwarves dancing around it like i i just can't it's so fucking ridiculous <laughs> and like that they're just like you built a Stonehenge that, what was it? Like, you built your Stonehenge and it almost got knocked over by a dwarf or something. <laughs> oh, my God. It was yeah. so good. Just, yeah, but they would perform that live still. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, Like, I love that they will bring that into their performance still. I also loved when they were on The Simpsons. Oh, my God. Yes. I actually found that clip, but I totally <laughs> forgot about it. So good to be here. And he looks at his guitar. Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> And then they're like blowing the wind, and uh, fucking David's like blowing it too far, too much because his like fucking wig is flying <laughs> off his piece. Oh my god! I also enjoyed how every drummer they had, the name yes. had something to do with being short or small. Stumpy, 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 Joe, Stumpy Pete. And then the guy in the band during the majority of the um movie his name was something shrimpton i never realized nick that shrimpton nick shrimpton nick shrimpton yep because when they were on snl as the musical guest his brother who was the same actor played his twin brother rick shrimpton yes and then after <laughs> mick dies yeah. at the end of the movie rick comes and kind of like plays with them for a couple years yeah 
yeah because every one of their drummers always dies and i just like like one just it just he just blew up on stage i like how the first one died in a bizarre gardening accident but let's not talk about yeah that was ed begley jr yep <laughs> who is in a lot of christopher guest's other stuff and then the and next one in, who, wasn't oh. he in arrested development yep he was also in transylvania six five thousand <laughs> i don't know what that is <laughs> but he was definitely it in arrested a, development it is a movie that stars him carol kane jeff goldblum and gina davis oh all right i could watch i'm that. down and it takes fl- there him and jeff goldblum are, are investigators of the paranormal and they go to transylvania and goldblum falls in love with vampire gina davis i'm into it yep let's right. watch this yeah i want to watch that send me a link i want to watch it <laughs> right now it, it's on amazon prime for free all yeah, right all right we're, we're watching it, it. <laughs> but yes um fuck yeah all their drummers die mysteriously but i love the story about their second one who's like he choked on vomit it wasn't his own vomit we could never was, figure out whose vomit it was somebody it was. else's <laughs> and the, and how the uh medical examiner or whatever left the um first drummer's death as a as undetermined or something like best it was just like best not talk about it or best 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 leave it unsolved unsolved or something (laughs) yeah oh my god the way they they riff off each other and it seems like natural is insane it is it's so good oh god that whole fucking thing is amazing so i was telling you that um when they were the musical guest on snl only four people knew that they weren't a real band what? <laughs> yeah barry boswick who was the the host which it's so weird of all the people who's gonna be the host when you <laughs> um barry boswick lauren michaels dick ebersall and rob reiner who was directing their musical segment yeah i mean rob reiner would know i'll give yeah. him credit he'll know <laughs> he should oh my god Ugh. It's it's so funny. I mean, I'm assuming if you're listening, you've fucking watched it and you're just also laughing at all of these as well. But if you haven't watched it and you're listening, I don't I don't why? Why are you why are you listening? Also watching it now, it very much reminded me of Anvil, the story of Anvil. I still need to watch that. It's a really, really <laughs> good movie. So crazy. Anvil is like an actual band. And yeah. Anvil, the story of Anvil, is an actual documentary about the band that was poised to be the biggest like 80s metal band that there could possibly have been. Possibly the only metal band that could have had success outside of Canada because they were from Canada. Yeah. And they just disappeared one day pretty much just dropped off the face of the planet and it turns out through a series of like shitty mishaps shitty management shitty everything they just fizzled out very fast and this documentary goes back to find them like 30 years 20 30 years after all of that happened (laughs) and kind of a where are they now and them trying to have this big comeback tour and it's just like bad news after bad news and it just makes you feel so bad for them and they just kind of go back it's incredibly depressing so depressing and they all just kind of go back to their crappy jobs in canada like doing janitorial work and working at a high school cafeteria and stuff like that (laughs) 
But like they're very sweet guys, and you're like, so you oh. wanted a bu- bunch of Tim Toms with your Tim Hortons mix? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. But it, it was a really good documentary, but also very much reminded me of Spinal Tap. Oh like they God. were Spinal Tap in real life. Yeah, Spinal Tap didn't realize they 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 predicted Anvil. <laughs> oh, pretty much. Or they might have predated Anvil. I'm not entirely sure. That's what sure. I'm thinking. I can't they, think. they did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Anvil's like, we're... But because of Spinal Tap, SNL asked uh, all three of them to join the cast. And only Christopher Guest and Harry Shearer took them up on it. Yes, yeah. that's right. But neither of them even were on SNL for all that long either, I think, right? Like, Christopher Guest was so, a year. So what it was is after Eddie Murphy left SNL, they realized that they did not have any talent lined up so they're like why don't we find comedians who are already well established i know that defeats the purpose of snl but they got billy crystal they got martin short they got christopher guest harry shearer julia louis dreyfus like they got a ton of like top-notch celebrities for a one-year contract and then they all fucked off (laughs) yeah called the don't cancel us year oh like the survival years uh but here's here's kind of the fun meat and potatoes of everything is that they made this fucking movie you think it's a mock it is a mockumentary they're not a real band whatever but like they really do become a real fucking band right siskel and ebert in their review said that this felt like all the documentaries they were watching about real bands yeah like it showed them the inside of the industry and roger ebert said it was the best movie of 1984 yes that's right like it it got great critical acclaim it just didn't make a splash as far as the box office goes because they didn't know it was a mockumentary yeah a mockumentary did not exist at this point and they did too good of a job let's be honest they did way too good of a job so they released the movie didn't make that big of a hit but those who had seen it it did stay in their minds, especially when musicians would see it. <laughs> Sting actually told them he's seen it dozens of times and he ne- never knows whether he should laugh or cry. Others have told them the same, like Eddie Vedder, Jimmy Page, Dee Snyder, so many others have all claimed that it hits far too close to home. Yes, the edge apparently is like, makes me cry every time. Boo-hoo. It makes me crawl every time. Actually, that's British, but I, I, I'm not an Irish mindset right now. The point is, yeah, a lot of musicians watch this and they're like, nah, this is what it's like. They what is wrong. Sting doing while he's watching it? Um, Probably fucking someone for 12 hours, I assume. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. And crying about it? I don't know. Sting's, Sting's gonna sting, guys. <laughs> oh, Gordon. Oh, that's his real name right yep yeah no wonder he wants to be known as stink but yeah after all the episodes we've done they do hit home with the stress that touring puts on bands especially aging bands yeah so for old rockers a lot of the things that seem hilarious to us probably aren't far off base for them i would say that spinal tap is pretty tame compared to a lot of the musicians that have seen this or that they're talking about oh 100 percent. i mean they also don't do the cliche of like the, in any other rock movie at this time uh nigel would have had an affair with david's 
girlfriends. Oh, yeah. Like, he would have fucked like all the girlfriends. What, I thought that's what they were going for. Again, that's what I fucked up with Walk Hard. Is yeah. I was like, they all had a fair. No. Oh, no. That didn't No, happen. they went. They went the Yoko route. Yeah, they went the Yoko route, but I, the way Nigel and Bonnie Tyler girlfriend look <laughs> at each other, I was like, are they gonna fuck? Maybe. I thought, no, they're gonna I, kill each other. They're gonna kill each other. Maybe they did in real life. <gasps> well, the, the groupie, <laughs> the groupie that Nigel is having a fling with is Joyce Heiser from the 1980s movie Just One of the Guys. No, oh, I don't know that one. I don't know that one. I don't know her. It's <laughs> sorry. It's a, it's a movie where she pretends to be a boy doing an article for her school newspaper. Boy, oh, goes to a, a different boy. high school. Oh, I do think and, I know that movie. And the big reveal at the end of the movie is at prom. She rips open her shirt to reveal, you know, titties. Yeah, really? Is, titties? is that how we have to do it? Like every time? Is this how we have to prove we're girls? Take the wig off. Take you know, the Take fake the mustache off. off. Nope, you're well, still a boy. Okay, I guess I'll show you my tits then. Like, really? The crazy thing is she looked like Ralph Macchio in the bag <laughs> in the movie is William Zapka. Oh, my I mean, God. Put a wig on young Ralph Macchio. He could have been a girl. You know what? He would have looked like the girl from Sleepaway Camp. He would have. That's exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> I'm in there. I'm in that brain ears, and I'm like, you know who he'd look like? Sleepaway camp girl. Sleepaway camp girl. Who's <laughs> or Hillary Swank? What? Now Hillary Swank's prettier than Sleepaway Camp girl. What was her name? Yeah, but Ralph Macchio is pretty pretty too. No, he is, but like, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm, mm. he would have looked like Jamie Gertz. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, mm-hmm. something somewhere you between Sleepaway Camp girl and Jamie Gertz. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is? It's the eyes. Yeah, they're too big, scaring me. Anyway, <laughs> the funniest part overall is the fact that so many were fooled into thinking that this satire was real life. The number of people who watched this movie and wondered why do a documentary on a band that nobody knows is way higher than you would think. I even thought Spinal Tap was a real band when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't realize they were a fake band until I was like, yeah, in I high school. Too. Yeah, everybody. The music does. is so good. Honestly, like, the songs the are good. It's real good. And like we were saying earlier, Ozzy Osbourne was one of those who assumed it was actual events. And when he learned he was wrong, he assumed he should have known better because they seemed time compared to what he was up to. Honestly. Okay. (laughs) But, I mean, he's not wrong. It was, like you guys say, like, that's probably the telltale is that it's not crazy. um, It's not super debauchery mm -mm, or anything. It's just sad. Yeah, it's just, yeah, they don't get super into, like, hard drinking or fucking everyone or drugs drugs or anything like that nobody's in jail yeah they're just shoving cucumbers down their pants and trying to get through the airport metal detector oh my god (laughs) which i think that whole thing had to have been completely unknown to all of the rest of the actors because you can hear them losing their shit in the background (laughs) and yeah they must have had no idea they probably knew he was going to do something but but didn't didn't know know what what. oh my god again why harry shearer is just like that's it you stole the show yeah i'd argue though that spinal tap didn't stop the confusion because they were continuing to tour on and off since the movie's release in 1992 they even released an album called break like the wind (laughs) and it was accompanied by a film called the return of spinal tap oh but also break like the wind makes me yeah 
Yeah, but the Return of Spinal Tap was just a made for TV movie. It uh, was. And it it mostly You had to have showtime footage, yeah. It's mostly concert footage, but there is there are some interviews and there apparently was a uh, an audition for a new drummer where we saw famous drummers like Stephen Perkins of Jane's Addiction, Gina Shock of the Go-Go's and Mick Fleetwood of Mick F- or Mick Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Mick Fleetwood. Mick Fleetwood Mac. That's that's the McDonald's <laughs> promotion. The Mc- Order the Mick Fleetwood Mac burger. Yeah, Mick Fleetwood. It's just it. it's just a a glass of cognac and some coke yeah with a bun on top of it in a bun it's a burger that has been eaten by every band member (laughs) at least twice oh Oh, god that's how you get the herps that is that's how you get addicted to cocaine i think both at the same time (laughs) but they were all vying for position and yeah it's just it's a ridiculous thing to watch yep that everybody wanted to be a part of spinal tap (laughs) band they were taken so seriously that they performed at the Freddie Mercury tribute concert. And they performed the Majesty of Rock, which was dedicated to Freddie. However, their set was momentarily sabotaged when Nigel's amp wasn't working. Hmm. He was eventually plugged into a new one, and they managed to entertain the audience in the meantime. Spinal Tap, at least people are already like, oh, it's Spinal Tap, we're just going to have fun. But some believe it was Guns N' Roses playing a trick on them who ruined his amp. I'm not giving Guns N' Roses that much credit. And Spinal Tap feels pretty certain that they know who done it, but they're not going to name names. Because it was probably them. I don't know. I could see. I could also. Hold on. Hold on. I Elton John. See, oh, <laughs> shit. I was going to say, I could see Guns N' Roses being assholes, though. You know I think it was Sir Elton. It. But why would they be assholes to Spinal Tap? They're probably it was that drunk. bitch in a Lennox. <laughs> but you know what? Now that you say Elton John, I'm like, oh, I bet it was Elton John. He's kind of catty. He is catty. Yeah. What What if it was Annie Lennox and we're like, we're not going to say names, but she's walking on broken glass. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to say names, but <laughs> not going to say names. No more. I love you. <laughs> not gonna say names but she is into the west yeah <laughs> we could do this all day guys you know what not gonna they name- start the rumor that annie lennox sabotaged them. not gonna name names but uh women are doing it for themselves <laughs> <laughs> oh it could have also been uh george michael mm. well i'm not gonna name names but uh i gotta have faith the faith the faith <laughs> Guys, just for the record, uh, legally wise, uh, Annie we are not saying that Analytics nor George Michael <laughs> had sabotaged anyone's equipment at any point ever. But we are saying it was Elton John. But we are saying it was Elton John. We're 100 we percent saying it's Elton John because yeah. he'd be like, Go oh, fuck, I wish I did that. <laughs> wish I could take credit. Fucking spinal tap. I don't I, bitch is back. Oh, he is the bitch though, and he is back. Yeah. Good for you, Elton John, I guess. You know what? This makes him more interesting. Honestly. See, Elton John made a biopic that I actually liked because he did it with tongue in cheek. I haven't seen his biopic yet. Oh, Rocket Man's so good. It's is a it? musical. Yeah. Literally but you know what a lot of people say was good? Bohemian Rhapsody. And you know what wasn't good? Bohemian Rhapsody. Boom. But Tyrion Edgerton actually does his own singing. I'd actually rather not. Oh, he's got the voice of a goddamn I don't care. Angel. I don't care. I just don't. I'm not, just, I don't care. But That's also, I wouldn't me. want the actor. Like, who, I want to hear the person singing. Like, yeah. I want to hear Elton John. I want to hear Freddie Mercury. I don't want to hear the actor. 
Well, fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. He does. He does have a love scene with Richard Madden with Rob Stark. Oh shit! Is it hot though? Once again, as a heterosexual man, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ask your wife. <laughs> Come back to us later. Tell us what your wife said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, I'm supposed to have her take notes. Please. Yeah. For us. Here's a 20-page dissertation on the love I'm scene. I'm sure of... she's already taken mental notes about yeah, it. Right? So... Like your wife is lovely. She hasn't seen I'm... it yet. Oh, oh well, well then. She hasn't seen Rocketman. Well, we'll show her that, that scene and then tell us what her opinion Never is. tell us what her opinion is. She's lovely. I'm sure she would she would dish to us. It'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Spinal Tap has continued to tour off and on since their inception in 84, 82, whichever. Uh, hitting big name places, including Wembley Arena and Carnegie Hall. They have released another album in 2009 called Back from the Dead. <laughs> giving them a few albums on their discography like yeah. they have a discography looking at all this i'd say they're really more of a real band than anyone gives them credit for even themselves i don't even think they take themselves seriously as a real band and clearly they're just having fun writing decent music when they want it they're not on any deadline they don't have to like adhere to any label and now they have fans around the world making up legends on their behalf and losing their minds at every show. There are websites dedicated to them. There are whole entire just Reddit threads and everything. Like Spinal Tap is a real band. And yeah. that's what I'm coming out to say. This Robert- just to say Spinal Tap's real. <laughs> and Rob Reiner even said that uh, Nigel's great ancestor is the six-fingered man from Princess Bride. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's, that's, wh- that's why it's Christopher Guest. That's Aww. so crazy. That's right. I do remember that in an interview. That was really cute, actually. If you look at Rob Reiner's like filmography from Spinal Tap, he had nothing but hits. He went from Spinal Tap to Stand By Me to The Princess Bride to When Harry Met Sally. I 100% forgot he did Stand By Me. Oh, and then he ended that run with um, uh, A Few Good Men. Like, Never seen it. And Misery. Oh fucking wait! He did misery. Yeah, and to to basically cleanse his palate, he made the American president. <laughs> I don't know that one because that's the it's basically the West Wing before the West Wing. Oh, okay. It was literally written by Aaron Sorkin. Oh, that tracks. He thinks yeah. he's a president. Mm. <laughs> president yeah. of my dick. President no. Dick. <laughs> We have an emergency. <laughs> President, my dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be the 51st, 51st president, my dick. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll enter the race. <laughs> Scott, aren't you so glad you came on our show? <laughs> you made a dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> We're just talking about our dicks at this point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I'll whip them out, guys. <laughs> But yeah, um, like we keep saying, though, their music is fantastic. They're fun. Like, even if the actors themselves, we might eye roll them a bit. The characters are fucking amazing. Yeah. And the fact that the whole movie is pretty much improv. Oh, my God. That's that's crazy. Always impressive to me because that is one thing that I don't know how to do and hate doing. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, that's great. 
Yes, and I understand that, but I don't know what you're talking about for improv. <laughs> I've never improved in my life. I didn't have my own improv group and run not it. Not at all. And, and, be, and be really good at it. What's that? Yeah, I, and I'm not saying that Lils Martin, who has been on this podcast, was in my improv group. Oh, <laughs> Lils was in your cute. group. Aww. She was. Aww. That's why you guys do such good Corey Feldman bits. <laughs> <laughs> Her and I have been doing improv forever. We just Aww. we just know how to riff with each other. That's good though. You guys do have good riffs. I'm not gonna lie. You do a good job. I'm always like, how do you do that? <laughs> we try riffs, like we try improv. We're like, I can't do this, and then we freak out. We're like, yeah. let's just go back to the story. That's yeah. great. Yeah, like it can't be witty on demand. This just comes naturally. You can't do this to me. You can't mess with talent. It yeah. just comes. Naturally. <laughs> it just comes naturally. And you by can't naturally, push it. we mean after four drinks. Yeah after yeah. four drinks yeah sure i can be witty oh i'll be funny as fuck at least i think i'm funny <laughs> a few other people think we're funny too but yeah basically everybody listening right now you guys think we're funny right <laughs> chime in <laughs> but yeah that's that's all i got on spinal tap today anybody else got anything else to add scott you got any anecdotes that we missed i mean just the fact that they were supposed to tour as the opening act for the folksmen <laughs> um, when a mighty wind, <laughs> when a mighty wind came up, but then um, what happened? So that's so the band Green Jello, which we talked about. Um, <gasps> yeah, yeah. On our on, on our, our crossover episode, with you, on our, which yep, we will be talking about when it comes out later. <laughs> no, wait. This is our his has already come out. We're yeah. coming out after him, or at the same time. Same time, same week, same day, same channel. Well, the way comes out tomorrow from when we're recording okay so then after okay so, so when we talked about our music videos on scott's podcast which you can go check out right now yeah because it's out now yeah um i talked Wherever about fine videos are sold <laughs> <laughs> i talked about the uh green jello three little pigs song and so green jello is famous for pulling like you know little practical jokes on their audiences during their shows and there was one tour where they booked this, um, I think it was two different opening acts for Green Jello, and those two opening acts were Green Jello. Just they, all of the members switched uh, instruments and put on like costumes and masks, and they were like one one of the incarnations, one of the bands that opened for them was them dressed as different vegetables and playing each other's instruments the fuck and then they would just run off stage and change into a different costume and come out as a different band this is like wholesome guar yeah yeah it's wholesome guar <laughs> except they would tell me they were called chocolate pudding <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, they were chocolate vanilla swirl wait really no they weren't oh they were something else but uh they would scotch pudding they would harass the audience members and like force them to come up on stage and do like you know remember that one year when guar had the um man-eating monster that would come out on stage yeah. and gobble up audience members they pretty much did the same oh my thing. god that sounds lovely <laughs> i want to be a part of that they would pick like the most jockey most piece of shit dude bro from the audience and force them to come up on stage and like be eaten by this stage monster i love it do it <laughs> <laughs> so they probably got that from you know spinal but that tour never happened with, with the postman because of um no, this was after 9-11. It was because of Ooh. Hurricane Katrina. 
Oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, do you guys ever notice, like, after 2000, everything went to shit? Yeah. This is a culmination of shit. Tornado. You're telling us as we're in quarantine? (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. Guys, have you noticed things aren't great anymore? (laughs) I thought America was going to be great. No. Yeah, America was supposed to be great. We're not doing this. (laughs) We're not. Because I will. That's why we have to wear masks everywhere. I will lose it. And I am this close to losing it. We need to bring it back down. Try Have, not to lose it. Try not to okay, lose it. Okay, Charlie. We're finding it. Charlie? From uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I am, <laughs> up to here. I am up to here. I'm up to here. I mean, honestly, I am the Charlie of the group. You do get a little screechy sometimes. Wow, so, yeah. card, bitches. <laughs> you checked the brakes before we left, right? <laughs> yes. I'm going to bring down my Charlie. Yeah. Anyway, yes. All right. So... Go listen to some fucking Spinal Tap. You want a good laugh. Shit's not great right now. Watch this as Spinal Tap. It's fucking hilarious. It'll give you some uh, life again. It will. Or and you listen know to the album. Like, the yeah, album honestly, is so good. What was it? I have, I've had Big, big bottoms. bottoms stuck in my head all day. Uh, big I have, Bottoms. I've had, ten- I've had Tonight I'm Gonna Rock You Tonight. tonight. Yes. <laughs> well, that that's a play on... One of the Lenny and the Squigtone songs, uh, Night After Night. It's about two nights in a row. I didn't know that. Oh, my God. Uh, I just still love, was it the bigger the cushion, the hotter the pushing? <laughs> I just like talking about mud flaps. My girl's got them. <laughs> this is my anthem. I officially have taken Big Bottom as my own personal anthem. You it's mine. What? It's it's about time. I've been waiting for you to find your I anthem. Know. It's Big Bottom. <laughs> big Bottom. <laughs> I love so it. Good. Just listen to Big Bottom, guys. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Also, the pipes on McKean. Damn. Honestly, yeah. Michael McKean's a great singer. Like, nothing else to say about the dude. Pipes are good. And also, their attempt at harmonizing is commendable oh my god <laughs> real quick at- and they're at fucking elvis's grave and they try <laughs> trying to harmonize <laughs> hound dog and it's just not fucking working it was my fucking favorite oh i love it oh i forgot about that and one. that is another scene where harry Shearer just like kind of stares at them and <laughs> tries just- to help and he's just like nope this is the perfect harry Shearer uh, scene and moment it's fantastic sums up his Do you think he was just thinking what's up duck (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's so good yeah all right so go cheer yourselves up watch this a spinal tap that's our suggestion for today that's it anyway yeah so thank you guys so much for listening i think we covered uh pretty extensively a ridiculous movie yeah i I think we did (laughs) yeah i think we did it works maybe we appreciate you guys so much and uh if you are digging us, go ahead and uh, visit our website. It's uh, www.rockcandypodcast.com. And uh, there's more episodes, and you can go find us on the social meds. We got Instagram, Facebook, and Twitters. And you can you can email us or just private message us or whatever and tell us about your favorite Spinal Tap moment. But more importantly, Scott, tell us where we can find more Writer's Bagel Basket. Well, you can find me on all of the Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. No one ever goes on the Facebook page. Facebook <laughs> I, I feel is like, kind of dead. I, I know it sucks. Um, but also, I have another podcast called Hell is a Musical. Yes. If you like if you like Lils Martin, her and I uh, co-host 
uh, podcast where I show her the worst and the best musical movies ever made. <laughs> and we, we so far have had two episodes. I think by the time this episode comes out, we'll have our burlesque episode coming out. Oh, I do need to see that still. It's... It's it's amazingly Netflix, and it's it's amazingly awful, but like so great. When you have a line from (laughs) when you have a line from Cher saying, "Oh, babe, you done got knocked up," to (laughs) Julianne (laughs) Hoffman. My wig's playing center field. Tom, baby, you done got knocked up. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves, and you're the middle of that one. Oh, babe, if you could turn back time. <laughs> Tom. Tom. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we have that podcast. Uh, on. We're on Instagram for Hell is Musical and uh, Hell underscore pod for Twitter. And, uh, yeah, that's you're, on Zero Science. You're, you're a busy little bee with all your podcasts yeah. and all your shit going on. <laughs> Are you not merciful? I mean, busy honestly. little bee. <laughs> well I, i'm on i'm on hiatus until september because i needed to take a month off what's that like <laughs> tell us about well, it I'm, I'm recording all of the september episodes now so it's it kind of doesn't matter. <laughs> that's, that's not really a break scott <laughs> i don't have to edit anything that's fair that's, that's yeah that's, that's nice yeah oh god actually that does sound beautiful editing's hard yes. <laughs> But uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. I love this podcast and Aww. talking about spinal tap uh, is shucks. one of my favorite things. <laughs> well, we love you and your podcast, and we're so glad you came on because also, like, you know a lot of shit that we <laughs> don't know, and like, you're just coming like, "Hey, do you know this?" And we're like, "No, no. tell us about it." What? <laughs> it's the brain worm. <laughs> the brain worm is slowly consuming your brain. Is that your superhero name? The brain, brain worm. worm. Ooh. No, I'm like John Travolta in Phenomenon. I just have this giant thing. <laughs> just on your head. I think, I think it's superpowers. I think I'm so in awe, too, because you've seen every movie, and I haven't seen any movie. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. Well, that movie I was like? sick a lot as a kid, so oh. like I spent like time watching TV and movies and reading. And- I was a filthy weeb, and I just watched a lot of anime when I was sick. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and if you love music podcasts, you should go visit our network, Pantheon Podcasts. There's a ridiculous amount of music podcasts there. Yep. It'll scratch any itch you got. I mean, I pretty much guarantee it at this point. Yeah. Visit all of our friends there. Sure. Yeah. You can also go on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash rockcandypodcast. And you give us you can give us all of your money. You get some of your money. You're getting that stimulus check soon. What are you going to do with it? Are we getting another one? I don't know. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we all just got so excited. Like, we're getting more money. Allegedly. Uh, we're going to get a, another stimulus check. Don't I'm up here? We're going <laughs> to down here. <laughs> don't do it. Think of all of the trolley old gummy worms I can buy with that. God, yes. <laughs> it's a lot of gummy worms. But if you give to our Patreon, you get some swag and you get a boner episode every month. Yeah. We just had one last week. So, you know. You can listen to us bitch and complain about Lady A. Oh, my God. Actually, we didn't, but we sh- we definitely will. We can sometime. I'll always bitch about that. Are you kidding me? And learn learn everything you need to know about hashtag free Britney. Oh my god, <laughs> honestly, yeah, we talk a lot about that in the last episode. Anyway, oh, yeah. yeah. So if you feel like having that access, go ahead and give us some cash monies. If you don't, that's cool too. We're still here. 
irregardless two weeks from now mid-august mid-august Ooh, we're gonna have a good one oh everybody's favorite everybody's favorite is in two weeks from now guys like you know what like spicy times everybody's going through some shit but it's, we are trying to have some fun shit for you guys it's that's gonna, why we're doing fun shit right now it's gonna be wait really- am i be- am i before beep 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 <laughs> yes you are <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a real santana featuring rob thomas kind of episode it's gonna be a hot one that's the song i play when i'm on hold <laughs> <laughs> i just played that 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 first five seconds man over over again. Again. Hot one. yo rob thomas is a fucking delight he is he's a wonderful human being i will stand by that that is he gets the rock candy gold stamp of approval would hit it oh yeah definitely yeah 100 percent. anyway so yeah tune in next time for a real fun time episode <laughs> but until then uh party on ashley party on maggie party on scott party on party Yay! on clink clink cheers cheers and party on are you crazy the kids on her big bottom she's got him <laughs> at progressive we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road that symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony it's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio until now hit it jerry Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Is that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.